The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're here every Wednesday, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It is Lion to Gain with Sarah Larson and myself, the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Podcast listeners who are listening uh, on the pod, welcome in. We appreciate you listening as well. It is now time to talk about week one, the opener on the road in New Jersey against the New York Jets. And, um, you know, Sarah, it's... It's one of these games, and we – I had a bit of the red ass today, so – Yes, Sarah, I know. <laughs> Sarah texted me, and I was I was a bit grumpy. Yeah. Um, when you have children, those types of things happen. But, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this football game, a lot about the ramifications of this football game. I, in my mind, have made this a big, big game for this team. Um, Sarah, you kind of – not quite as much as me. I know it's a big game, but I, I think you're not quite as stressed out about the outcome as I am. Right. I think I have a little bit of a recency bias over the last few years. Um, you know, we lost a home opener uh, against Pittsburgh uh, a couple years ago and then went out and, um, you know, looked pretty darn awesome, the, you know, the rest of the season. Um Last year, I think I told you Cincinnati opened up with a loss. We beat the, you know, the um, reigning NFL Super Bowl champions. Um, and look how they ended the season. And look how, you know, uh, we ended up, and you know, ending the season. So I'm trying not to put so much stock in it. Um, maybe I've been told that's probably because I'm not as confident as I'm acting. <laughs> so maybe I'm uh, I'm being a, a little bit of uh, you know have a little bit of bias um, because I want to be able to say it doesn't mean anything after the game's over with. Um, but I you know I'm I want to go in confident. I want to go in uh, believing that this team has what it takes. Um, but I have always been the person that says the first game of the season anything can happen because none of the starters have really played more than a couple of series. So 
you, you never know when you're putting it all together what it you know what it's going to really look like you know live action and against somebody other than your own defense so i i try not to put too much stock in it um i think rogers um lost what three years in a low on on uh you know opening day so with with the packers so i'm not really trying to be worried about it um that much now will i be sick to my stomach if uh you know the the bad you know juju happens and uh and the bills lose um yeah of course i'm gonna be sick about it but you know i have to start now making a my excuses of why it's not going to matter heading into week two <laughs> no i'm well, you know, i, I, I sir i think the biggest thing for me is that I, I really look at pro football as a game of matchups i look at college football most of the time until the big time heavyweights play one another as a game of who's got who's got better players now obviously that does not always work because you had what happened on Monday night when the Duke Blue Devils beat Clemson right well Clemson you know two turnovers inside the 10 yard line um you know interceptions mistakes all over the place couldn't tackle Obviously, there's a lot that goes into a football game that you can't control as a coach, right? But when I look at I look at pro football, I really look at it as the game matchups. And and when I look at the matchups right now with Buffalo and the Jets, that's what worries me about this game. I don't see the matchups in our favor. For instance, right off the bat, when I look at our offensive line and I look at their defensive line. I think the Jets have a big time advantage up front in their front and, and really in their front seven period. I think their front seven is dominant. You throw Sauce Gardner in there, and then you you know you get the makings of a championship defense. Bills win this game. I don't think it's one of these high scoring games. Now it could be, but I don't think it is. I think it's a defensive battle. Yeah. You know, and I think they have a you know they make maybe a couple more plays than the Jets do, but that's what worries me about this game right off the bat is the matchups do not favor Buffalo in my estimation. Yeah. And I think what you just said about, about the jets, uh, you know, about how their front seven against our, you know, front five is, is, you know, uh, is not the matchup we want to see. Well, I think it's the other way around as well. I think that, you know, the bills front seven, maybe front six, because <laughs> we don't know how, uh, how um, Bernard's going to be on uh, on defense yet? Um, anyways, so you know they don't want to go. You know they don't want to go. The Jets don't want to go up against our defense just as much. Um, they're if we're going to look at you know any each you know I shouldn't say um, any team. If we're going to look at each of these teams, it's the offensive line on um, you know both of these rosters that are the weak you know the weak link. So I think whatever offensive line plays that much better whether it's, you know, a smidgen better or whatnot, um, you know, between that and, you know, what we what we could figure out um, to play around that, um, whether or not it's, you know, having two tight ends in there to make sure one of them's blocking, to have Reggie in there, you know, to, um, to ensure that, you know, there's someone always, you know, kind of there, um, you know, helping out Josh. I, it takes away an offensive uh, weapon, but maybe that's what, you know, we need to do. Um, and then, you know, whether or not they can counter that, uh, we'll see how it works out. I think though that, you know, the bills have just as much of an opportunity we've, um, you know, 
we beat the Jets quite a bit. And granted, this is a very different Jets offense. But I still think it's a you know very similar Jets defense that we've played over the last couple of years. So I think we're seven. Um, I, I think we're seven and three in the last ten against them. Yes. So you know, and the the three that we've you know we've lost have been pretty pretty close that I you know can remember. Right. At least I remember the last two. So um, you know, again, it's going to be a defensive game. You're you're right when uh, when you say that. I think it'll be low scoring enough i think uh you know that'll be in the low 20s um but i'm you know i'm still i'm not gonna you know give up you know week one um just to you know save face and say that the bills aren't gonna pull this one off uh just because all you guys are saying the jets are gonna win (laughs) well first of all i didn't say anything yet Uh, (laughs) i just know yeah, I hear. I, um, I I had the text message earlier, Jerry. Well, you're shh, you're not supposed I to know, say I'm anything. I'm spoiling Sarah. it, huh? Um, you know, I just I, to me this is another. What I want to know is who makes the schedule, because I feel like, and I and I hate to be this guy, but when do we get favored in scheduling? When do we get favored? They in would scheduling? say this year because we got our way and we're in we're in Miami the very last week of the the season for one game. Year. So so they've gone ahead and they've given us the last, which to me personally, the last game of the year in Miami is more miserable than playing down there early because you're sitting in zero degree weather for a month and a half, two months, and then you got to get on a plane and go play in eighty five and humid. Yeah. Um, I hated playing down there the last part of the season. It was right. miserable. But yeah, no, I mean, I seriously, mean... think about this, though. We're going to the Meadowlands. We're going to MetLife Stadium, opening the season, Monday night. They've got Aaron Rodgers. They want – it. this, to me, just reeks of the setup last year when we had to roll into to Cincinnati and play the Bengals when we did. And, you know, obviously everything that happened after that, but – it just feels like a setup. We play in New York right off the bat with with that whole deal. We we go to Cincinnati. We go to Kansas City. I mean, it's and we go to Philadelphia. Could we get some hard teams to play in 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 Orchard Park? Well, that would be nice. I mean, I understand how the the schedule is set up. So it's already predefined who we're gonna take on years from now. So well, the algorithm's biased. Yeah. Well, realistically, <laughs> you know, you go through each one of the um, right. the divisions and everything, and you're pa- playing two at home and two away. And then you have every year you're, you know, you're playing one of the divisions. You're playing right. whatever team finished the same right. place that you did. So, you know, a couple years ago, it was uh, the Titans um, where we had to go to Tennessee because they were the number one seed. We were the number one seed. Um, and then it it flip-flopped. They were the number one seed uh, or, um, you know, the, um, they were the number one seed and had to come here. So it, you know, flip-flop Kansas city, it did the same thing. The year that they played us in Buffalo though, um, was, I was COVID year. I'm almost positive. So they come back to, to Buffalo finally, I think next year. Um, but you know, when, you know, when you're doing the matchups of, uh, one you know one division against the other division and it's basically um you know where you're you're finishing in that in that division unfortunately we've gotten the you know the ass end of it um the jets play philadelphia in new york 
Um, the Patriots play Philadelphia in uh, in Foxborough. Um, Miami gets um, what team? I think Miami gets Kansas. Oh, Miami gets Kansas City in um, the international game in uh, in Germany. Right. So. You know they don't got to go into. To, uh, well, into there you Kansas brought City. that up too. Now that you brought that up, that's another poor matchup for us. We get to play a team that's been over there for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's you know that's that's why when we talk about final records and playoffs and things like that, it's just it's really hard to look at. I'll, I'll put it to you this way: if we can rattle off thirteen and four, or fourteen and three, or hell, even 12 and five with the schedule that's been put in front of us, we're for real because this schedule is absolutely treacherous. And, you know. So I keep on saying, and, you know, we, you know, I think Spence um, made a comment last night on on Code of Conduct um, about the website that I sent you guys about going through, picking your teams, um, picking each team, each week, how you think each team's going to finish, um, you know, their matchup. A lot of people go out and they make these predictions of, you know, Miami's going to finish, you know, 11 and five and, um, you know, or 11 and six and um, the Jets are going to finish 12 and five and the Bills are going to finish 13 and four. It doesn't work that way. It really right. does. You can't just say it. Um, right. You know, I was high on the Giants and the um, and the commanders, but. I'm also high on the the Cowboys and the the Eagles. I was not high on the Commanders, but the other three in that division, I was incredibly high on. You know, but um, the I've only I'm only a little high on um on the Commanders more so than I have been in the past because I like Brian Robinson, I liked um Johan Dotson, and I believe that they might have an answer at quarterback. That kind of remind, reminds me of like a Kirk Cousins kind of you know can con- control the game. Um, we'll see how, you know, he plays out this year, but anyways, um, when you go through this, you know, website and go through this, you know, activity, it really goes to show that it it doesn't work that way. Cause when you start throwing out numbers, but you don't actually look at who these people play and where and when, um, and think about that, you're just throwing out, you know, random numbers. And to be honest with you, I had a couple of people who I would have thought were playoff caliber teams struggling to make it into the playoffs and it to me when i did it it was gonna come down to the jets um the ravens um excuse me no the jets the Bengals, and um and the titans of who was going to get the um the wild card um the you know the last wild cards um slots so you know, it's pretty crazy because I'm like, these are all these are all playoff teams, um, potentially. And uh, when you do the when you go through and do the the activity, it really shows you that it's really not it's not possible. The no. Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins and the um, the Patriots, we have a very hard schedule. Not only do we play each other, we also play the NFC East, which is a very difficult right. um, division this year. I, you know, we have to believe it's probably one of the more difficult divisions in the NFC. And then we have to play. I think um, it's the most difficult. Yeah. And then we have to play the number one ranked team of the, you know, of the divisions. We have to play the the Chiefs. We have to play the, the Bengals. 
we have to play the Jaguars. So, you know, it's not going to be an easy, you know, trip for us this season at all. Now, I do think that we got better in the offseason. So I will say that I look at what we did last year, 13 and three, and I say, well, this year, sure. Why can't we go 13 and four, 12 and five? That's where I have us. But doing this, you know, little um, activity, I still had us winning the division. And I, I was trying to be very um, strategic about how I did certain ones. I actually had a splitting with the Dolphins and the Jets for that 13 and four record. Um, so we'll see how, you know, it plays out. But I had the Jets coming in at 10 and seven and the Dolphins at nine and eight. So it, it's it's kind of crazy when you go through the, the, um, the process. When you look at like the Giants and the Commanders, they were both, um, one was nine and eight and one was eight and nine. Um, at the end of the season, based on the the predictions, they all play very difficult teams and, you know, trying to predict records and who's going to win the division. Um, but, you know, in the end, I have uh, the Bills taken on the 49ers and in, um, in the Super Bowl. You know, I, I have to believe that it's going to happen. I'm going to still do it. But I went through, like I said, I went through all the um, the predictions. Kansas City and the Bengals also have very difficult schedules. Um, so we'll see, you know, if who rises to the occasion, and, you know, the occasion. Well, I mean, obviously, Sarah, it's about health. And, you know, just a prime example, Travis Kelsey, right. um, he's been diagnosed with a bone bruise. I doubt he plays tomorrow night. Um I wouldn't rush him back. I I think they're right. good enough to beat the Lions without Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, but you talked about the deal we did, and, you know, it kind of shows you – I don't know if the record thing is accurate, but I think it is accurate that you can kind of determine who you feel is pretty good and who you think is going to be, um, be there at the end. Obviously, you and I talked about it. You gave me a ton of grief about it, but – my number one seed after it was all said and done in the AFC was the was the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers. and there I was called nothing. You crazy. <laughs> yeah, you called me crazy, but then I, I was validated today by a national media member who said the same thing. Yeah, who um, needs to retire? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, man. Um, the Steelers are a very very good football team, and you can talk about the quarterback all you want. He did nothing but prove to me this this preseason that he's light years from where he was as a rookie. And, um, you know, one thing about a Mike Tomlin team, they're going to play hellacious defense and they will run the football. So I don't think that they're going to put um, – it's not like he's rolling out there with with everything on his back to win the football game. But, um, but no, I mean, I think there's some really intriguing teams in the AFC. In the AFC I think that Jacksonville is probably – and I can't say more so than a sleeper than Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I like them. I think they're going to be there right. at the end of the year. But, you know, I think Jacksonville is a team that has got tremendous talent and can really, really make some waves this year. They've got Great. advantages in scheduling. Uh, their head coach <laughs> won a Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. Um, and he's a tremendous quarterback coach. And Lawrence will continue to play better under him. Uh, Doug Pedersen as he's his coach. So I but look you, at that. You said it. You said it right there, though, about the scheduling. So, you know, the Jaguars, I think, will be 
um, you know, beneficial. It'll be beneficial for them, their scheduling, because they play in a very weak uh, AFC South. So, well, I um, had, uh, I think that I think my NFC South, uh, I did the oh, thing, right? We did the whole picks, worse. right? And I'm sitting there going, yeah. how in the absolute hell is Carolina in the playoffs? And the oh, reason no. they were is because I had the F- the NFC South so bad that they made the playoffs with like seven like seven wins or something like that. Oh wow! Because the yeah. division was so is such trash. No, I have I have um, the Saints, then Atlanta, then um, the Buccaneers, and then uh, Carolina. So right. I I'm a little higher on Carolina or on um on Atlanta than I realized. Maybe it's a little bit of a Bijan um, bias for me. Um, well, you know, we'll we'll find out. But um, but I think the Saints, provided Derek Carr can at least Say it. at least play, you know. Well, not even that. It's stay healthy. The guy's been. Yeah. He always has. Well, yeah. I mean, he needs to stay healthy, but he just needs to not create problems um if he right. just if, if he just ends up being a game manager that's really all they need um right. it you know it's kind of the opposite of what winston provided so winston would mm-hmm. go out there and throw for five thousand yards but he was also throwing you know 30 interceptions right. a year right. um you know uh i think that if he can control that if he can make sure that there's no you know turnovers he doesn't need to throw for that much but he he possibly he possibly can i think that um the saints have a uh decent enough offense um especially when um kamara comes back that they can um they can definitely win the south pretty pretty easily and i'm happy that jimmy graham's back so that makes me happy as well let's get back into the game that we all want to talk about the bills versus the jets monday night first monday night game of the season in metlife in new jersey um, a little bit of unsettling news today out of One Bill's Drive with Micah Hyde um, is have is a little bit nicked up, and this was my worry. I talked about it m- numerous times. Tremendously physical position, guys that are not young, and um, you know back tightness, whatever it is or whatever it may lead to. Um, you don't like to hear those types of things out of your starting safety and a guy that's been a defensive leader in his career. Uh, for your ball club. Right. And uh, it is definitely unfortunate. Um, I'm hoping that by my, you know, Monday, they can uh, make sure that he's, he's good to go. Um, But I don't want them to, to start him if um, it's going to make it worse. I'd rather have him down the stretch. Um, You know, do I, you know, want Hamlin um, starting against the Jets? Uh, not really, but um, if that's what has to happen, it's what has to happen. Uh, I don't know if they would have Rap start in his position. Um, I, you know, or if they would have because Hamlin's more strong side, I would think. So, right. um, you know, however they have that, um, I'm I'm glad we have Rap on the team. Um, I feel like he can play um, not only, you know, nickel corner. He could play dime. He could play strong. Um, and free safety. So I feel like he can kind of move around. Um, so I'm less concerned this year with, uh, than I was last year with, with Jaquan Johnson, um, and Hamlin being our, our two backups. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want Hyde to, to be out the whole season, um, because he went in and played a game that he, he probably shouldn't have played in. 
Um, you know, his, his neck injury, I'm sure he's still building back, you know, strength and stability in his, his back. Um, and that could be it. We don't know, you know, the tightness could be muscle spasms. Um, you know, don't know exactly what it is. Uh, but you know, we've seen it with, with Spencer Brown, um, how those things can linger. Um, so I, you know, just want him to get healthy and I hope that they make the the best decision for, you know, for him and the team, uh, before Monday. Some other announcements today, Osiris Torrance named starter, not a shock. I think it's everybody expected that. Um, also Benford, um, named starter at cornerback too. I just seen the preseason, the way things went. That's not a shock to me. You might have some different viewpoints on that. And then also Bernard, uh, probably in either not probably he's erasable he's ink in either erasable ink or pencil <laughs> put in as the starter and the linebacker. True. Um, what do you think about the cornerback two position and that call to go with him? Um, so, I'm going to be a little bit different than, than others. Um, I'm go. I went back to last year's stats and looked, looked at everything. Um, and towards the end of the year, the more Elam played, the better he looked and the better his numbers were. I don't know why preseason and camp, he looked worse than, um, than, you know, the others. Cause at one point they were even talking about Dane Jackson starting, which scared right. the heck out of me. Um, you know, I like Benford's attitude. He's, 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 you know, rising up to the, you know, the occasion, mm -hmm. but if you look at their numbers back to, you know, like side by side, Benford, and again, going back to last year, so it isn't, it is brand new year. Maybe Benford has grown. Um, you know, Benford was the worst of the two, um, corners, um, statistically, uh, with, you know, um, how many times targeted, how many times, you know, um, the, uh, the in offense, another defense, you know, huh? In another style of defense. So, uh, correct. So, you know, if we want to give this all, you know, clean slate, he, he won the position battle. My only concern is what it's doing to Elam mentally, you know, whether or not like, you know, him being, the first round pick and he can't you know he can't beat out the sixth round pick or does he feel like he's not really giving you know been given a fair share you know a, a fair you know right. shake out those are the things that i kind of worry about but in the end i only i care about the w so whoever's going to go out there to get us that w that's who needs to be out on that field um i think and, you know, we're playing the Jets, so it's perfect time to say it. And I've said it before. I think Elam is a lot like Sauce Gardner. He, they're both very handsy cornerbacks. Sauce gets away with it. Elam doesn't. And Elam needs to realize that he's not going to get away with it. Sauce was a top four pick. He was not. You know, so um, there is a lot of hype coming out of, you know, New York. He's probably still going to get away with it. Elam will not get away with it. So he needs to, he needs to change the way he's attacking um, these wide receivers. I know he's, you know, very good. Um, you know, that's why, that's why we, we um, took him out of uh, Florida. It's because he's very good in, you know, man uh, coverage, but you know, he gets handsy and starts to hold a little. And again, so does sauce, but 
Uh, Sauce is, you know, the number one cornerback in in the NFL, according to everybody. And, um, you know, he's amazing. But when you watch the tape, it's very like literally. And I know that I know that you, you know, like Sauce and, you know, watch a couple of plays from both of them. No, the great ones, the great ones all hold, but they know how to hold. (laughs) They know how to grab. They know how to do things. I think Sauce is a it's a much it, like I said, it's a different style. I think every, they all do it. Some can get away with it, some can't. And obviously, Elam has had some issues. But before we get into what I think is the X factor of this this game, real quick, I do think one thing is interesting, and I haven't quite put my finger on it yet as far as if it's real or not. And if you've watched enough Hard Knocks this season with the Jets, I don't ever remember Robert Salah being known as a fiery type of coach, as a guy that comes off with a lot of bravado and a lot of tough, you know, he's always seemed to be a rather chill dude, right? And making the rounds today on on the X app, I was going to say call it Twitter, but the 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 app formerly known as Twitter um, <laughs> was his speech from last night's hard knocks where he talked about, you know, the worst thing you can have is when a coach comes over and says, man, your guys really play hard. And basically that's a, uh, that's just like the coach saying you guys suck, you know? And he gave this big fiery speech about it. And I haven't quite figured it out yet. It's probably somewhere in the middle. A lot of times when guys do this and they come out with all this rhetoric and, you know, fire and brimstone type speech, there's some doubt in the back of their minds. And I wonder if that's the case with Salah that maybe, you know, they they weren't expected to do much last year. They figured out a way to, to salvage some games. But then they go ahead and in the offseason and they bring in a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever played the game, Aaron Rodgers. You got another year of Sauce Gardner. You got some guys. You bring Cooks in. You bring his brother in. Um, all of right. a sudden, there's a little bit of is it is it pressure? Real? Is it yes? And with that pressure, is it real confidence or is it fake confidence? And I think that's where I tend to believe there's a little bit of doubt coming out of that camp with the way this is all going on. But I also think, and this is the one thing I'll be curious to see Monday night. If, you know, it's kind of like that the coach would you say, you know, you got a basketball team, you got an average team in LeBron or a superstar, right? Everybody stops moving on the court without the ball and they're just staring at the other guy, right? They're staring at LeBron. Is that going to be the case Monday night where everybody's staring at Aaron Rodgers like going, okay, man, like we brought you in to do this. Are you going to, are you going to get us out of this? Are you going to, you know, you're going to win us this game. And it's like, that's the only thing about the Jets because they haven't had a culture of winning. And when you've pumped yourself up so much and then all of a sudden you face adversity, are you able to fight your way out of it? That'll be a big thing on Monday night. And, and I believe this whole off season has been this big, huge love fest for Aaron Rodgers, And he has not tasted the New York media um, from a negative standpoint, you know, from a negative standpoint. Um, Aaron Rodgers has faced a worldwide negative media 
um, over the whole COVID situation and then of, going off into the darkness hut. And of all course. That. Yes, you know, he he's, has. He's faced, he's faced national. My point is, though, is yeah. that he went from, you know, not being happy in Green Bay and he's doing, you know, all this and facing the, the, the media and being like, I don't give a crap. Now, all of a sudden, he's everyone's darling and he they're Super Bowl favorites. And, you know, he's expected to, you know, to reign in this team and, and, and to win. Well, what happens when all of a sudden they start losing um, and he gets that that blowback, um, whether or not that, you know, that love fest is now over, whether or not he's seen, right. you know, not as happy anymore. And, you know, everyone's you know, kind of changes that, that narrative of, um, you know, oh, look at, he's always smiling. He's so much happier now, you know, everyone's in trouble because, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to take over the NFL this year. I am so over, you know, and it was the bills last year. So I understand how everyone was probably tired about it. That wasn't a bills fan last year. Everyone had the, you know, the bills, the Super Bowl, you know, favorites, you know, champions, whatever, you know, heading into the season. And, you know, now everyone's doing it for the Jets. Well, it's, it's, you know, nauseating. So I can imagine what people felt like, you know, last year. Um, I think that there is some, some doubt there probably because of the pressure, um, you know, and I think that that's, you know, that's the NFL. They are good on paper. Let's see if they can put it all together. Um, but yes, they brought in a whole heck of a lot of people that in their mind is supposed to put them over that hump. And, you know, Matt put it in the comments. It's a lot like the Browns a couple years ago. They had, you know, they brought in all, the, you know, all these weapons on offense and defense. And they were supposed to be, you know, um, favorites. They were they were such a complete team and they looked ridiculous. But the Jets only brought in a few guys. They didn't try to do the whole. And, I, and you remember the the old days when Washington tried to do it with Andre Reed, Bruce Smith. I think they had held it. They brought Deion in a couple there. of you know, a couple wide receivers. They brought in Cook. Right. They brought in or, um, they brought in Rogers, of course. You know, um, they brought in quite a few people. Mm. Lazard, Cobb, you know, Cook, like. Well, they brought in the receivers for their quarterback. I mean, yeah. they all played we, together. Well, I don't know. I don't know. So I just wonder if there's a little bit of that. But before we get out of here, I know we got a few more minutes. So I want to talk about one thing, then we'll get on to um, our predictions for this week. Um, I believe the X factor of this game, because nobody knows, because nothing was shown in the preseason, and that's Kincaid. Um, I really, really am excited for Monday night to see what they do with Kincaid in this offense. If they do the same things they did in the preseason and we don't see a tremendous amount of uh, packages or a revamped offense with it. If there is not something done specifically for him, then you can get rid of the OC the next week in my estimation. Um, with this talent that he's bringing in, I think that he's the guy that could be the difference for this offense this season and I really, really hope we see that on Monday night. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on. I think Kincaid Shocking. is the X. Yeah, I think <laughs> Kincaid is the X factor this season. I really do think that it's going to be, you know, um, his season to shine, and I think he's going to surprise 
um, none of us, because I think that we're all expecting Kincaid to, to do that. Well, how does that disagree with what I said? Because I don't think we're going to show it week one. I oh don't think. I what are you waiting think... for? No. Well, well what, are because... we, seriously, what are we waiting? It's a divisional game. What are you waiting for? But that's why, because it's a divisional game. It's the week. I think we're going to, you got to build up to it a little bit. You're not going to show all your cards week one. Cause what if we, you know, what if we do lose? Um, then, you know, you go in, you know, to week two and taking on, you know, the Raiders at home and you've already shown, you know, a lot of your cards. Well, so I will say this, if you, if you moved up in the draft to pick this guy to be a difference oh, maker, I'm not saying he's not going to play. I'm not no, gonna... no. Let's let me finish. If you moved up and used draft capital to trade up, to draft this guy when you did, and you don't build an offense around him. Everybody should be fired. Bring in Thurman, Jim. Let Jim run the team. Let Thurman come. They should all be fired. That's my opinion. That's why you drafted them. That's why you played them. There's no they, secrets in the NFL. You can't hide anything. They're going to play him. I just think that it's going well, to be. I know be, they're going to play him. I want to see I just think it's going to be more of a buildup. I don't think that we're going to, you know, I think he'll get targeted probably four or five times. I don't think that he's going to get targeted 10 times like Diggs unless. Well, Dick's got to get know, open. Well, for some reason, <laughs> and, and it scares the crap out of me, but for some reason, Josh loves throwing the ball yes. to to um to to Diggs when he's being covered by you know sauce or yeah, so he doesn't get yelled at. Because he'll get yelled at. Yeah, that's what Jason Whitlock said anyway. Yeah, well, um, you know, but that's being you know. With that being said, everyone, um, we'll get into our predictions for the game. Um. You know, people are saying that the the Bills have the most pressure on them to win the Super Bowl this year. I actually think that it might be the Jets just a little bit more than than the Bills um, because of the narrative going. And I think that we had that narrative last year um, that the the pressure was a little bit more. Um, I like the fact that 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 you know national attention is off of us. No, I do. I think that I think that too. I think that it's um I think that that's a big deal. I think that there was way too much talk about Buffalo last year and it's nice that there's not a ton of talk about them. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of national attention on the Jets. Peter King has them as a second seed in the AFC, I think behind Kansas City. But I also think that I also think that this is going to be one of those seasons where it's all about health. I think right. you've got a lot of teams that can win this in the AFC. I think there's a. I think that the the Bills can win it. The Chiefs obviously can win it. Jacksonville has a chance. Yes, I do believe Pittsburgh has a chance. Um, <laughs> there's um, there's the Bengals. You got a lot of teams that can can win this thing. It's really going to come down to health and luck. I think right. there's going to be a lot of health and a lot of luck. But people people underestimate that luck portion. Oh, there is ton of it. Ton of luck that comes yeah. along to you know an NFL schedule. And unlike the you... saying, and unlike the saying on most teams' weight room walls about the the teams that are the luckiest are the ones that are the most prepared, that's not true. Um, it really comes down to luck a lot of times and just getting a break when you need a break. So, um, real quick, Sarah, your predictions on how this thing's going to go. I'll give you mine, then we'll get out of here. All right. I wish I had the you know, a little like sound thing of of you know people booing so I can boo your prediction. Um, 
My prediction uh, is 24-20 with the Bills winning. I um, I like the Jets Monday night in the uh, MetLife Stadium. Um, I actually like them 27-20. to 20. Um, I'm not sold on a few Ooh. things. <laughs> I'm not sold on a few things. And one of the things I'm not sold on is, and I know everybody's talking about how great this defense is going to be. Uh, it's a year older. The guy that orchestrated it is no longer on this team, Leslie Frazier. Um, I'm not I'm not completely sold yet on this on this defense, and I'm gonna have to see some things. And it just makes me as a former player nerved up to no end. This is just one of them games. It's like you're walking into the Coliseum getting ready to fight the Lions. Um it's a, it's to me, it's another NFL setup, but we'll see. I hope I'm wrong, and you can all cuss me out next week, and I'll be happy like with it. it. <laughs> All right. Well, I will be heading out on on Friday. I fly into uh, to Newark and then spending a couple of days chilling in the city and whatnot. And then I'll be there Monday night and uh, check out Twitter. I'm sure I'll have some uh, some live coverage or something going on from the from the tailgate and then the game. Outstanding. As always, folks, thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening. Podcast listeners, thank you for listening. This is the Line to Gate show on the Buffalo Vidcast, Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. She's Sarah Larson. I'm the big O. Jerry Ostrowski. Thanks to our special guest on our first segment, R.J. Young from Fox Sports National College Football Analyst. You can catch him on the number one college football show, and uh, that's on Tuesday nights, and he has some other things going on as well. But as always, we end with one love and go Bills. Go Bills.